For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Tashawn Reed, who covers the Las Vegas Raiders for The Athletic, about the Raiders going the Patriot way. Dave Ziegler hired as the general manager, formerly the head of player personnel for the New England Patriots. Josh McDaniels, a one-time head coach for the Denver Broncos and longtime offensive coordinator for the Patriots, has now come over as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. What does that mean for the future of Derek Carr? What does it mean for the future of this franchise? All things we can talk about with Tashawn Reed, who joins me next. Today is Monday, February 7th. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast to Sean Reed. He covers the Las Vegas Raiders for The Athletic. Lots to talk about. No shortage of topics surrounding the Raiders this season. Tashawn, what's going on, man? How's uh, how's the beginning of the offseason treating you? I know uh, it's been busy to this point. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like the offseason yet. You know, the Raiders have had a, they had a very long season and went straight into a GM and coach search. And so as a reporter, I mean... The off-season break hasn't really hit yet. It probably won't until their the coaching staff is, is really in place. And so kind of a, an ongoing news cycle here in Las Vegas. What do you make of, uh, just before we get into the the coaching search and hiring of Josh McDaniels and Ziegler as the uh, the head coach and GM for the, the Raiders, what did you make of the end of the season, man? I mean, you have, they have an interim coach. They went through a, a tumultuous season, really, as a team. They end up rallying at the end of the year, getting into the playoffs, and then a, a fairly heartbreaking loss at the end to a team that ultimately wins the AFC Championship. What was just sort of your general assessment of the, the way things finished up? They're a playoff team. I think it went a lot better than anybody expected, you know, even before all the off-the-field stuff in terms of players, when John Gruden resigned, you know, I think most of us kind of wrote them off, you know, for the rest of the season and thought things kind of fall apart. And, you know, going into the year, I thought they had the potential to be a playoff team. But after that happened, and then, you know, what happened with Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett and some of the injuries that they had, I, I just thought it was no chance they'd make the playoffs. And so for them to, you know, make it in the manner that they did, you know, beating some good teams at the end of the season and competing with a team that's now, you know, set the play in the Super Bowl and the Bengals. I don't think you really could have asked for much more out of that group. And I think that's what makes it, you know, so unique that the interim coach wasn't kept and, and the GM was fired. Usually you don't have really a organizational turnover of that level for a team that went 10-7 and and made the playoffs given what they went through. And so, well, you know, understandably so. I mean, you know, players, they liked Versace, obviously, and they advocated for him to get the job. And so I'm sure there's some some mixed emotions. You know, guys aren't going to put that on McDaniels or anything of that nature. But, you know, I definitely think there's a sense of guys feel like they proved themselves and set a foundation in 2021, and now it's kind of a reset. You know, Mark Davis at the introductory presser, you know, he said this isn't going to be a rebuild. You know, they aren't going to strip the team down again like they did when Gruden first stepped in in his return to the franchise. But naturally, there's going to be changes, you know, whether that's organizationally from the coaching and, and personnel staff to the roster and, and the philosophies and what the team looks like moving forward. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how it all shakes out. We're starting to see, you know, the initial steps of it, you know, this offseason as, as McDaniels puts together his coaching staff and Ziggler works on putting together his personnel staff. But obviously, you know, get into March and April, that's when we'll start seeing more of the, the roster changes to come. You know, I grew up in the East Bay, uh, San Leandro, close to Oakland, and, and had a lot of friends who were uh, Oakland Raider fans, and I've talked to a handful of them over the last few days, and nobody, nobody's super excited about Josh McDaniels. I think it's a pretty damn good hire, but I think Raider fans in particular and NFL fans, I think, act this way in general. With uh, coaches from teams that you don't like, and obviously he was the Denver Broncos coach for a handful of years in the division, and then back to the New England Patriots, and everybody knows the Patriots and the Raiders have that, uh, that bit of a hated rivalry there. What did you make of this move? Was he the number one choice for Mark Davis, and is the guy they had at their sights on from the get-go? I'm not necessarily sure they were like locked in on, on one target from the jump. You know, Mark Davis, he talked um, after a presser, you know, 
he interviewed, you know, Dave Ziegler was one of the initial GM candidates that he, that he interviewed. And, and he asked every GM, you know, who they would want as head coach and every head coach who they would want as GM. And, you know, Ziegler, you know, he mentioned McDaniels and, and Mark Davis said, you know, he didn't even know that, that McDaniels or wasn't sure that McDaniels would be on the table, you know, in terms of wanting to leave New England since he had been there for so long. And so I'm not sure it was quite from the jump. I think he was definitely a name that he had in mind. Obviously, there were some rumors about guys like Jim Harbaugh who ended up staying at Michigan and, you know, some other high candidates on the market. But I think it was, you know, a, a legitimate search. I think they, you know, reached that point, you know, where they, they viewed that pairing as McDaniels, as Ziggler, and as, you know, at some point during the search. But I don't think it was a, a situation, you know, where they just from the jump were locked in on him. I think most of the, you know, pessimism around the hire from fans comes from, you know, I mean, and rightfully so, what we saw from McDaniels the last time he was the head coach with the Broncos. I mean, it was a disaster. You know, it was his first time head coach and he got personnel power. And his first thing it was trading away Jay Cutler. You know, trade away Brandon Marshall, drafting Tim Tebow in the first round, and he didn't even make it through two seasons before he ended up getting fired there. And, and then he had the situation with the Colts where he took the job and then changed his mind last second. And, you know, that that, that kind of stuff sticks with people. And, and you know, you know, it's, it's fair for them to, to feel that way until he proves, you know, he said all the right things. You know, he said he, he owned up to the Broncos' failures and said he, you know, didn't really understand people, even though he knew football at the time, that he's grown and it's natural to expect somebody to grow for, you know, it's been, what, 12 years since he took that, that initial head coaching job. But that's going to be one of those things where you have to show it through action before people really kind of get over, you know, which is only, you know, time that they've seen him as a head coach. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Well, this will be the best quarterback that Josh McDaniels has had. Uh, I know Tim Tebow won a playoff game for them, but I think skill set wise, people are going to look at Derek Carr, 4,800 passing yards this year, and think, boy, he could do something special with this offense. Going to be the fifth, I believe, the fifth head coach Derek Carr's had in his time with the Raiders since he was drafted in 2014. What do you make of how he fits into a, a McDaniels offense? I'm wondering, you know, the big two tight end set that they ran in New England. Uh, you've got Foster Moreau and Darren Waller, obviously, now. You've got a backfield tandem of, uh, of Josh Jacobs and Jalen Richard. Uh, some questions. Question still in other parts of the roster probably need to add a receiver to this offseason. But what do you make of how this offense will translate from McDaniels in New England to, to this Raiders team? It's really kind of hard to say until they make a decision on Carr. You know, I mean, he's going into, you know, the final year of his contract. It's, it's nine guaranteed. And generally speaking, quarterbacks who are, you know, whether you say Carr is top 12, top 15, they don't play on those kind of contracts. And so you would think that they're either going to have to make, make a decision to extend Carr or move on from him this offseason. I guess there is a chance that they, you know, try to play hardball and make him play on that on the last year of that deal. That's not guaranteed. That seems like that'd be, you know, an, an ugly way to start, you know, the tenure. I know, I know Carr is Mr. Raider, but, you know, him and his agent, I'm sure they would like a different outcome than that, you know, given, you know, what he's proven and helping lead the team to the playoffs last season. And so we really have to see if, you know, Derek Carr is going to be here you know, this season or in the future moving forward. But, you know, in a situation that you had would be, you know, I think, you know, McDaniels is, you know, he doesn't really have one set approach, you know, offensively. He's got, he's been a guy, I think his greatest strength has been his versatility and, and kind of tuning his system to his players and his quarterback more specifically. Uh, I mean, you know, the last, you know, few seasons we've seen him, you know, obviously we saw him work with Tom Brady for, for years, but, and he completely revamped his system to be more run first and, and cater to Cam Newton. And then he changed it again with Mac Jones and then some of the other quarterbacks that he's worked with throughout his career. And so I really think he's going to you know, play on uh, Derek Carr's strengths, which, 
you know, throughout most of his career, he's, he's kind of been known as a guy who lives on those underneath routes and shorter routes. But last season, and, and I would say the year before that as well, he took another step in terms of pushing the ball downfield and, and being aggressive when he had the weapons and the opportunity and the protection to do so. Obviously, it would be a, a change from their offense last year, but I think, you know, McDaniels throughout his career, we've seen that he plays to the strength of whoever his quarterback is. And so if it is indeed Carr, I think, you know, Carr will have a, a nice high level of influence in terms of what the offense looks like. Let's say they do decide to keep Derek Carr. I don't know if that means extension or they play out this season and see what happens, or maybe they draft a quarterback. Who knows? Let's say they, they put him in the cupboard. They say, all right, we're going to stick with Derek Carr as our guy. What's the number one offseason concern or, or thing that needs to be addressed, you think, from uh, from the new GM Ziegler and from the head coach McDaniels? From a personal standpoint, I mean, obviously they need a true number one receiver. They had that in place, and, and things happened last season where they, they lost that, obviously. And so getting the answer at that position – um, even though, you know, Darren Waller is, you know, the de facto number one option, it, it was clear their offense, you know, suffered down the stretch from not having that clear outside number one receiver uh, to pair with guys like Waller and Hunter Renfro. So I think that has to be a priority this offseason. Probably even bigger than that is, is, is getting the offensive line in order. Um, it was really rough, rough, rough year for the offensive line, both in pass protection and run blocking. You know, they had Richie Incognito and Denzel Good went down with injury. And then before that in the offseason, they traded away three starters. I mean, they were leaning on a, a lot of young guys and unproven guys, and it really didn't go that well. And so really figuring out what they're going to do there this offseason, you know, which, which young guys do they believe can continue to improve, where do they feel they need to maybe bring in the veterans or, or bring in more draft picks to make upgrades along the offensive line. Because McDaniels can have the greatest scheme in the world. You know, Derek Carr can be playing at a high level. They can have new weapons, but if they can't block up front, really none of it's going to matter. Just a sort of a funny thought here on the way out to Sean. I saw in the introductory presser, uh, obviously Patriots fan or a, a Raider fan still upset about the Tuck rule back in two thousand one, and they make reference to it. And Josh McDaniel said, "Oh yeah, he he dropped it. It was a fumble." So funny. This thing still rings through the organization, especially now that Tom Brady has called it quits. The Raiders are now getting Josh McDaniels. Just sort of funny that this is a, this is still something that hangs over those two teams, right? Yeah, I mean the Raiders had the, the three Super Bowl rings, they nice and or championships, I should say, sitting out in front during the presser, nice and shiny. And I feel like Mark Davis feels like there should be another one there if the Tuck rule, you know, hadn't happened and it, and that game went their way. So definitely something that the Raider fans are still holding on to. But McDaniel started off on, on the right foot by admitting to what we all know happened on that play. Yeah, and I think he knows he can always go back to New England uh, if things don't work out. So, uh, <laughs> hey, Deshaun, thanks so much, man. I've uh, had a great time talking to you throughout the season, man. And uh, stuff keeps changing with the Raiders. And obviously, if anything happens with Derek Carr, we'll check in with you later. But uh, enjoy the offseason, man. And uh, we appreciate the time and the coverage. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Great stuff from Deshaun Reed and what he's talking about with uh, the decision on Derek Carr. I hadn't put much thought into the fact that if the Raiders decide to go into a rebuild this offseason or to move Derek Carr, I would make for a, a fairly tumultuous offseason for a team that was just in the NFL playoffs and had won four in a row at the end of the year. But we'll see what Josh McDaniel decides to do. We should also make note that shortly after talking to Deshaun Reed on Friday night, the Las Vegas Raiders did hire New York Giants Patrick Graham as their new defensive coordinator. So Gus Bradley, who was the defensive coordinator last year, uh, looks to be signing with the Indianapolis Colts. The Raiders are going to go with Patrick Graham from the New York Giants as their new defensive coordinator. 
Thank you to Tashawn Reed. Thank you to Brian Smith, my producer. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. This week, we'll get back into a little bit of the Golden State Warriors, who take the court again after having the entire weekend off. One of the hottest teams in basketball, injured or not, the Warriors look to be streaking towards at least the number two seed in the Western Conference playoff picture. Also, Major League Baseball has requested a third-party mediator to see if they can get a decision made on what is likely to be a delayed start to Major League Baseball spring training. All that to come in the days and weeks ahead. Until then, we'll talk to you Wednesday.